Well, hey, welcome back to the Midlands Young Life Podcast. We have another seminar from our Leader Committee Weekend, and this one talks about diving through ministry at private schools. We'll have Jason Blackwell, Kyle Smith, and Allison Winters dive into the expertise they have had over the years of leading at private schools. So I'll have their contact information. I hope you enjoy. private school seminar if this is not where you want to be make your exit quickly um if you did not get a sheet and you want one there's it's mostly blanks but there's some verses on there i'll or if you just have questions and you want to follow up with us i'll have emails you can put your name and email here and we'll follow up with you all um let me pray and we will get started lord thank you um that we get to be a part of your story, that we get to invest in others' lives. Thank you that you love the greatest of these and the least of these, Lord, um, and that you saw us and allow us to be a part um, of your community. Would our words be honoring and glorifying to you? Amen. So my name is Kyle Smith. I live here in Charlotte. Um, There's three of us leading, so we're just going to give you a little bit of an update on who we are and why we are in this room. So I grew up going to a private Christian school um, all 12 years of my life. And then when I went into college, I led just your typical college prep private school. Um, And then when I came on staff here in Charlotte, I led at a private Christian school. So I've seen, hey, come on in, come on in. Is this the private school? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the gamut. And I was trying to think through some like major stories that really just stick in my mind. And I remember being in, I thought of two. I remember being in one um, committee meeting. Actually, it wasn't even really a committee meeting. It was just a bunch of moms. And it was when I was looking to move to Charlotte. And um, I said, well, what are y'all looking for in a staff person? Like, what is your hope? What are you thinking about? And they said, well, we just want a girl who's really beautiful, successful, um, you know, just really loves people well, but really just like beautiful and successful. And I was like, man. If that's what you want, what are your daughters feeling? Like, if that's the first thing that comes to your mind is beautiful twice, what is, like, how are your daughters feeling? Um, And then the second one, I was in a committee meeting and just sharing my story of I grew up in a Christian home. You know, I would say that Jesus was my Lord, but he was never my Savior until I got to college, right? Lord and Savior. And so in high school, I knew Jesus, but I, I wouldn't say he was my Savior. And I'll say that that's the same thing for my high school friends here at the school where I lead. And this dad kind of pops his hand up and he's saying, so are you saying my kid might not be a Christian? I was like, yes. He's like, so what am I paying $20,000 for if they don't know Jesus? And I was like, a good education and great foundation of Jesus? Like, it was the most awkward thing. But the thing is, again, these kids are put in this pressure cooker where they are expected to know and be perfect, and again, assume that they know Jesus. And so us as Young Life leaders get to step in and really ask the questions. And so that is why I love Young Life. So, Jason? Hey, Uh, hey, my name is Jason Blackwell, and I'm from, all right, take that. Um, I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. I was born and raised there, and similar to Kyle, I went to a private school, a Christian school, growing up, and that's actually where I lead Young Life now, uh, so it's kind of interesting. My kids are there. I'm pretty, pretty heavily invested in this school, um, and maybe the most surprising thing about that is that 
I still don't feel like I've figured this thing out. Like, I, there's times where I'm like, I should know how to do this better than I do. Um, it's humbling and sometimes frustrating. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot has changed. I graduated 20-something years ago. You know, a lot has changed for sure. Um, but I think that as I dig in each year and learn and, and get to know these kids better, like, there's a richness to it of getting to be part of the same school and being a part of it. I would echo some of what Kyle said about what they experience now, even in a greater degree than when I was a student there. And we talked about this some as we planned, um, and we shared an article back and forth, and we can email this article to you. It's one of many, honestly, that are out there that talk about um, private school kids and you know affluent kids and really the risk that they face. Um, the article that we passed back and forth uh, was called The Problem with Rich Kids um, by a lady uh, named Senior Luther. She's got her PhD. Um, and it's, it kind of resonated as we read, read through it. I just pulled out a couple things, um, excerpts that I wanted to share. She begins the article by saying this. In a surprising switch, children of privilege are more distressed than other youth. They her, her research shows that they show disturbingly high rates, sometimes twice the national average, of substance use, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, self-harm, cheating, and stealing. The high rate of maladjustment among affluent adolescents is strikingly counterintuitive. There's a tacit assumption, even among those affected, that education and money will procure well-being, and that if children falter, they'll swiftly get the appropriate services. Education and money may once have served as buffers against distress, but that is no longer the case. Something fundamental has changed. And the evidence suggests that privileged young, the privileged young are more vulnerable today than ever before. I've spent the last decade researching why this is the case, and the evidence all points to one cause, like Kyle mentioned, underlying the different disturbances documented, pressure for high-octane achievement. Children of affluent parents expect, are expected to excel at school and multiple extracurriculars, also their social lives. They feel relentless, a relentless sense of pressure that plays out in excessive substance use, anxiety and depression, and random acts of delinquency. She ends her article in saying, in shaping the next generation, parents would be well to ponder prestige, power, privilege, at what price? So that idea that you know, when you think about at-risk kids, you don't necessarily think about the kids that go to the private school in your area. Um, but they're not fearing so well. Maybe that's not news to you guys, because you leave, potentially you leave at those private schools. Um, so uh, I would say you know, the stakes are higher than they were when we were in school there. Um, but with that are the opportunities, just like um, John was saying last night that we get to enter into that. So um, we don't have it all figured out. I feel I feel the most pressure to have it all figured out because I'm the oldest one up here. But I don't have it all figured out. When I put my notes together, I emailed some um, college students just like you guys that have led on teams with me and said, "Hey, give me some of your ideas because uh, we need to collectively um, pool our ideas and resources on behalf of these kids." I'll give y'all three little things as a part of my intro, though. Uh, when you feel like, man, I don't know how to crack the code, this is really hard, and it is really hard, 
I, we have uh, we have a, a lot of hard places to do ministry in Columbia, but I think our private schools are arguably the hardest. Um, but when you're struggling like me with the fact that you don't have it all figured out, um, I pray for these kids and I show up. Um, and sometimes what I need more than anything is a demonstration. I know that's what I needed. Even though I had the head knowledge, I needed someone to show up in my life. Uh, the demonstration. And then uh, meet kids like you might know them for the rest of your life. And when I got to do those three things, and in their busyness and the chaos of, and craziness of the private school ministry, uh, it gives me some solace. But I'm excited to unpack this with y'all a little bit today. So I'll pass to Pastor Allison. Ah, in real, sorry, real quick. If y'all, the articles are on the very back, the links to them of the page. So if you didn't get that, you can either snap a picture of somebody else's or again, write your email up here and we'll email them out. Yeah, cool. And I'm the youngest one up here, so I'm definitely still figuring this out. Um, but I'm honored to get to share what I have experienced and learned. Um, I, my name is Allison. I am a fan favorite. Um, I'm originally from Raleigh, um, went to the high school in there, yeah, Raleigh fans in there, heck yeah, um, and then I came to UNC Charlotte, and I led at a very large public high school, um, and so had that experience through college, as well as, like, going to one, um, and then I went on staff after graduation, um, and to my surprise, they were like, you're going to be on private school, so um, I hadn't had much experience engulfed in the actual private school for myself or as a leader um, and as I was thinking about gosh what was my first like impression and my first kind of touch with private school ministry and I think of my first summer camp trip um, so I was kind of thrown I was going on staff um, and they were like hey you're gonna go to summer camp and I was like great I don't know anyone. so show up to the airport and meet these girls and um, they are wonderful, and it's great meeting them, and um, we start getting to know each other, and then we end up at Frontier Ranch in Colorado, and um, I will never forget my first cabin time with these private school girls, and I remember sitting there weeping, so broken, because on the outside, as I'm sure a lot of you have experienced, um, they were beautiful, and they looked like they had it together, and they um, had everything that they wanted but on the inside it everything seemed so escalated and seemed like gosh everything is more magnified um and just things that come to mind and I actually took notes on my phone um that summer of girls and their stories and um just to continue to pray over through that summer because I just met them um and it was um multiple girls who had attempted or had looked up suicide multiple girls who um, had been in therapy or were um, experiencing um, anorexia. Multiple girls who came from broken families and um, everything just seemed so, so like magnified and um, escalated. And obviously that happens in a public school too where I had led, but I had never experienced so much at one time. Um, and I said to myself like, gosh, the pressure and the mask that these girls have put on I cannot wait to enter in. So that was my first touch, um, and then kind of took off from there, and I'll get to show a little more later. But um, that's what came to mind when I was thinking, like, gosh, my first touch with Pixel. So 
Yeah. Um, so, okay, so thinking about private schools and why y'all are in this room, why is leading at a private school difficult or confusing? Just get a couple of little couple word answers. Yeah, closed campuses, right? You kind of have the like juxtaposition of like private school campus, like come be a substitute teacher, or like you can't even look at us, right? Like as a regular public school or private school, sorry. But like don't come to our practices, don't come to lunch. Super hard. How do you deal with that? The games are really expensive. Yeah, you gotta pay for the games, right? Who's that committee person that can get y'all passes? Think about that. There's always someone in your school who can pay passes. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Hard to show them they have a need when they have everything. Amen. One more. Super busy kids. Super busy, right? My schedule is so full. But I still watch 30 episodes of Netflix a night, right? Um, how does that happen? I only have 24 hours a day. Um, I remember when I was in college, out of my friend, like my best friends, I was the only one that led at a private school. And all of my other friends um, led at the like, lower income schools that, see, that felt like there was this huge need, right? Like Jason was talking about. And I was kind of picked on. Like, I was kind of looked at as having the easy route of being a leader. And I was really insecure. Have you ever felt that insecurity of, like, oh, I'm here? And I remember, like, praying through it and being like, God, like, why? I know there's a need. Um, and I, I remember reading this at one point. Um, Luke, I find it in my teeny tiny Bible. Um, Luke 19. Um, oh, I don't have it pulled open. Sorry. Luke 19, 1 through 10, and it says, He entered Jericho and was passing through, and there was a, name, a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was a small of stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree, for he was about to pass the way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up at Zacchaeus and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry down and come down. For I must stay at your house today. Y'all, Jesus loved the rich. He saw them, he saw their brokenness, and he entered in. I think sometimes we forget, or people forget, that Christ didn't just come for the lowest, but he came for everybody, right? Um, So never doubt your ministry. Never let people question it. You are where the Lord has created you to be. We are a body, right? So we must complete the body. Um, And that is serving everyone. So... What we figured we would do, since it's kind of short, um, we're going to go through the five C's of Young Life, right? So camp, club, campaigners, contact work, um, and committee, so aka parents and faculty, um, because we believe that they're all worth going through. So again, we're kind of going to be up high, so if you have questions at the end, hopefully we'll have time and we can kind of dig down deep. So write questions down or whatever. Um, Allison's going to start us off with the C's. Great. Five things we all love them, right? So we're going to start with contact work. Um, we all came up with and just thought through like scripture that resonated with us as we were thinking through the five things um, and going back to scripture. And so the first one, um, John 1:14, the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus entering in to our world. We get to enter into these kids' lives. Um, and the other one is First Thessalonians 2.8. I'm sure you guys have heard it before. So we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And as you think about contact work, like you literally get to enter in and experience their life. We get to share life together. Um, 
in hopes of sharing the gospel, obviously, and getting into contact with. So, we kind of did some like do's and don'ts. So, if you have that sheet, you can fill in the blank. If not, take notes or whatever sticks out to you. Great. Um, so, the first one that came to mind was to literally just go, like go. Um, do not make excuses. I think that when I first started leading, it was like, ah, oh, the their lives are so busy and we can't go on campus and um, we can only go to games, so I'm just going to go to games. And that's like twice a week when they're home, so I guess that's it. See you next week. Um, but what I've found is that just go. Just go show up to school. If you are getting breakfast in the morning or you are um, picking a kid up after school, like go a little early. Sit in the parking lot, pray. You're going to pick that kid up. So if you're not allowed outside of your car, I've just found like sitting in the parking lot and waiting for this kid to come out or this girl to come out and I just sit there and here comes people and they can't stop you from saying like, hey, how are you? Like just seeing, having face contact outside of sports games um, has been huge for us at Cannon. Um, It's very easy to say they are too busy. Club and campaigners, and they know I care about them, but they're just, they're too busy. That is not true, that is a lie and you need to go. We have got to go, we've got to enter in and not ask anything of them. They're being asked so much, but just to be with them and enter in with them. Um, earning the right to be heard. You guys, there's a girl that comes to mind, Mary. Um, you guys know um, those kids who are like, I want nothing to do with your own life, but you kind of like start that friendship with them. The more you go, the more you cultivate that. And this one girl, Mary, comes to mind. I helped coach track um, at Cannon. And the, every day I was there, and over time, over a whole semester, she was like, oh, you actually care about me, right? So, like, going and showing that you really, really care and want to be in their lives um, and entering in, sharing your life with them in hopes of sharing the gospel. So the first one is go and stop making excuses because they're busy. That's never going to change. So make it a point to go. Um, the next one I have is get creative and just be with kids. And the one example that comes to mind, they have a ton of homework, like a ton. And me personally, I'm like, I can't even really help me with that homework, but I can go sit and I can do my homework with you at a coffee shop or at your house, or you can come to my apartment. I would love for you to come to my apartment on a Saturday afternoon while you're doing homework and I'll like crank out work as well. Um, get creative to what they um, are already doing with their time. And a lot of times that is homework or that is um, going obviously to like a play or a chorus concert or like a practice. Um, I don't know what it's like at your school, but seeing what it would be like to just sit at a practice and be like, hey, why don't you go grab like a smoothie after? Like get creative with your contact work um, and be with them. So share your life with them. The, the next one I have is to plan. Um, your life and their life, all of our lives, are crazy, right? So for me, I sit down on a Sunday afternoon and I look at the schedule of sports and my schedule, and you look at your schedule, whether that's um, college or work or wherever you're at, and you look at that and you say, all right, here are the holes. I'm going to text kids tonight and I'm going to figure out when I can go and be and do breakfast or hang out after school or what sports games I can go to. You have got to make time before it's the day of and you're like, oh man, there's this awesome game that I planned X, Y, or Z to go to. Like, you get to be responsible in planning ahead 
and being responsible and like really writing it down and putting it in your planner or on your phone or whatever you do. Because um, it's really hard. It's really hard to plan last minute and to just be spontaneous um, like maybe some of your other leader friends are. It's very hard um, within a private school setting and so planning is key. Um, great. Oh, the other thing I was going to say, have a leader on your team be, like, in charge of sending you when sports schedules are or when course concerts are at theater or when things go on at the school. Like, have someone a semester, like, pointed at that so it's like, hey, this week, this is our schedule. So then they're holding you accountable to it as well. We found that to work well. Um, so plan. The next one is do contact work. This might sound crazy to y'all. But do contact work with your high school friends' parents. If you're at a football game, if you are at a concert, wherever you are at the school, like, parents are probably there. Um, and make a point, like, usually on Friday nights, a fourth of my time is spent in the parent section. Getting to know the parents, talking to them, knowing them by name, looking them in the eye, introducing myself, saying, like, hey, I'm Allison, I'm... Jen's Young Life Leader, thank you for letting her come and hang out. Like, it is such a privilege to know her. Um, it is so key. These parents want to know you, and we're going to talk about that. But um, do contact work. Get to know them. Say, like, hey, I'd love to grab lunch with you or grab coffee with you. And get to know their parents. Um, it matters, and it speaks tremendously. Um, so do contact work with their parents. Um, great. Um, the last one I have, let's see, maybe two more. Okay, enter in where things are already happening. Um, what did you love to do in high school? What were you about? Go do that. But go also and enter into places where maybe, gosh, that didn't really come alive to you when you were in high school or what interests you. But go check it out and go see. Um, go meet kids where they're at. And it doesn't have to be necessarily what makes you, like, thrive. But... Go to places that are different than you. Go enter into kids' lives um, that maybe didn't look like your life growing up. Um, Jesus is way bigger than that, and I think sometimes it's like, I'm only going to go hang out with track because I ran track in high school. Um, but Jesus is way bigger than just um, where you like know knowledge of track or whatever your example is. Um, so go to uncomfortable places in that. And the last one, this, we teach this in leader training, but don't be weird with contact work. Like, truly, just don't be weird. Um, I think you, like, put a lot of pressure on yourself, or you're like, okay, I have to make sure I do all these things and look this certain way. Like, be yourself. Go be you on the grounds of whatever school you're at. But don't be weird doing it. Um, and go and enter in and share your life and earn the right to be heard um, with kids because it matters, and someone probably entered into your life at some point, and that's why we do this, right? Like, contact work, I think, is the first most important C of all of these, that we go and we earn right to be heard and we're with them. Um, so don't miss it. Don't miss out because life is busy, because your life is busy, because their lives are busy, um, because you can't go on campus. Like, get creative. It doesn't have to be lunches or dismissal. It can be something else. Um, but it is so, so key, and that is what Jesus did. So contact for nuggets for you. Um, we're going to keep rolling to talk about committee and parents and faculty at a private school. Um, it is huge and it is important and it is not 
the same for your other friends who lead at other schools. Like private school, it is very different and very important. And it is honestly one of the biggest privileges of leading at a private school um, for what, from what I've found to be true. So the verses that came to mind here, um, 1 Peter 5.5, 5, in the same way, um, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders, all of you. Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. Um, there are people at the school who may not be on board with what we go and get to do. Um, but we are to respect them, and we are to respect their authority. Um, and that is so key as we even think about entering into um, faculty or parents um, out of high school. And the other one was Matthew 28, 18 um, through 20. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you to the very end of age. All authority has been given to you because of Jesus in you. And so this has helped me so much to remember as I enter in um, to parents and faculty at high school. So first one is to communicate. Over-communicate, over-communicate, over-communicate. Send out emails for us. We send a weekly email out just to say, hey, here are the things coming up. Here are the things that we um, are doing. And these are the things this week and just send it out. Um, parents love to be in the know, and so you can send them by sending out a weekly email. Maybe that's your team leader or someone on your team is gifted at that, but make sure and send those out um, and to communicate with them. The next one is to invite them in. Um, they want to know you. What I found to be true is they want to know you outside of just your blah, 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 young life leader or wildlife leader. Um, and so allow them to be a part of what you're doing at schools. Those who support you and who are on board, I'm sure there are parents who come to mind. Um, but allow them to be in it with you. There's a story that comes to mind of um, two moms who I was trying to help with volleyball this season and the athletic director wasn't really on board and so um, he kept pushing me off, pushing me off, pushing me off. And I'm like, man, oh, it's the end of the season and I still haven't been. Um, and so these moms came with me at a volleyball game and they like, it was like they were my two bodyguards and walked me over to the athletic director after he had just kind of like pushed me off, pushed me off, pushed me off all semester and we're like, hey, she hasn't heard back from you. And like, we really would love for her to be a part of this. What does she need to do? And kind of like stood next to me and they're like, really owned it. Um, and allowing me to kind of get in with that athletic director and the athletic director knew these moms and trusted them. Um, and so, it spoke wonders to him. And the next week, I was helping with volleyball. So invite them in and allow them to be a part of what you're doing. They want to be a part of it. Um, and they are, they have been, multiple moms come to mind, some of the biggest cheerleaders of us on campus. And they will be some of your biggest cheerleaders. So invite them in. Um, next one is to be known. Um, take donuts to the front office. Take, um, a coffee to a teacher that you may have just met and knows that like that would really start their day well like go and introduce yourself and be known on campus um they probably are going to look at you and be like uh you you like don't go here at first but it's like yeah but i'm blah blah and i'm a young life leader and it is great to meet you thank you for allowing us to serve here at charlotte christian um allow yourselves to be known like not just the team leader but all of you should be known 
on campus um, and make it a point to do that. You get to do ministry with these teachers, even if they aren't on board with you, like you are doing ministry with the parents and faculty at the school as well. Um, and so they should know you and you should allow them um, to really know your name. And you should know them by name. Make it a point to meet five teachers this semester and know them by name and go back and introduce yourself multiple times. Um, be known and dwell among, even if it's not a long hour stint, but just in the morning, go bring them notes and say, hey, I want to introduce myself um, and allow yourself to be known. Um, this goes back to the verse, but respect authority. Um, whether you like what they decide of what you're allowed to do or not, they are the authority, and it is so key um, to respect them and who they are in their words. Um, it would be so disrespectful and taint what we're even about if that was if we didn't do that. So um, respect what they have to say um, and and live in that. Um, stay away from like gossiping about the teacher who won't let you do lunches or the headmaster or whoever. Like speak highly of them, even when you may not feel it on the inside. Like even to your teammates, like make it a practice to speak highly and not gossip about them. Um, as Christ followers, we want to be about that. So, respect who they are. Um, this one is really big. Always ask permission and not forgiveness. Um, sometimes it's like really fun to think about doing this really big extravagant thing or a small thing like just showing up and like giving a kid lunch when you're not supposed to be at lunches. But we don't really want to be about that. So, um, we don't want to ask forgiveness again and taint anything. So always, always, always go above and beyond and ask um, permission because, again, they will see that you're respecting them and they will see that you care what they have to say. Um, and they might become a part of your team. Like the headmaster where I leave now, um, I always shoot her an email like, hey, these girls said that there's this, uh, they're running some like club. Am I allowed to come pop in and say, hey, they like wanted me to show support for them? And she'll be like, yeah, sure, we'd love to have you. And it's like another place to be on school. Or, like, hey, the seniors are doing capstone presentations. Like, they've invited me. Should I, am I allowed to come? And she, if she's like, no, not this time, sorry. I'm like, okay, great, thank you. And I didn't just, like, sneak in and try to finagle my way in. Like, I asked and allowed um, her to tell me. And then I didn't have to ask forgiveness. And she respects our team for that. So, I go above and beyond to ask permission. Um, be relational just like you are with high school kids. Um, talk to them, get to know them, be friendly, look them in the eye. Um, be relational. Dress in their dress code. Um, a lot of your schools probably have dress codes that maybe aren't your dress codes. But when you are on school grounds and with kids, like you don't ever want to shame them or make them feel silly for wearing whatever they're, they have to wear, like, just like they dress. Also, you will be looked at as an adult and the teachers and the parents will probably take you more seriously if you're not walking around with like large holes in your jeans or um, just looking way different than they like. We do love holes in the jeans, but maybe not after school. I did get kicked um, out of the school I led at the first time I showed up. Oh, seriously? In khaki shorts. Infractions. <laughs> yeah. They're all about the infractions. Don't get the infractions. Um, cool. So dress in their dress code. Look, look like an adult. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we're almost there. 
Let your yes be your yes. If you have told a, parent, a kid that you're going to pick them up, like, stick to your word, your best you can. Or if you have told a coach that you're going to help out, and then you show up, like, one time and never come back, that does not reflect well. So let your yes be your yes as you um, enter in to parents and to teachers. Like, if you say yes to something, like, do it. Don't, I mean, obviously there's circumstances sometimes, but let your yes be your yes. That is biblical, and it is important, and they will take you to scripture pools. Right. There you go. Okay, almost there. Last thing is to not be intimidated, y'all. Do not be intimidated. I know that they have authority at the school, and they um, can tell you where you can be and where you can't be, and um, they're teachers, and Maybe the headmaster's scary to you, or there's one teacher that comes to mind who you're like, yikes, I swear every time I see him on school grounds. Don't be scared of that. Jesus, going back to the verse, like Jesus has given you authority. He is the authority in you, and that is your mission field. Like you have been called there. For however many years you have leaving, like you have been called to this school. Um, don't be intimidated by parents, by teachers, by faculty. There's nothing to be scared of. If they turn their shoulder on you, that's okay. You get to pray for them. Maybe one day you'll have a relationship with them. But don't be scared of them and don't be intimidated. You are, if you are leading out of private school, you are doing contact work and have relationships with more than just high school or middle school kids. Um, so enter into that and be confident in that. Jesus has given you authority to be there. So, there we go. All right. I'm suddenly insecure in my pants. <laughs> um, kidding. Live it. Um, okay, so campaigners. I'm going to talk a little bit. We're going to go quick because we're getting short on time. But you all know this. You probably read it in leader training. I'm going to do the abbreviated version. Um, Acts 2, and they 42 through 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship uh, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs being done through the apostles and all who believe were together and have all things in common i mean the lord added to them daily y'all this is what we want campaigners to be we want it to be a community um private schools are really clicky because there's enough people or not enough people to make you know it is blurred but there's lots of hierarchy and if we're doing contact right we're hitting all you know the a b and c groups um and we want in campaigners to teach them how to live harmoniously and how to serve out of that. Um, so that is our goal. So first, the like kind of the nitty gritty, the details, right? The location, private school kids, that's kind of one of the things of like, where do we have a club? Where do we have campaigners? How do we do this? Think in terms of what is normal to them. The school is normal. So if a kid drives 40 minutes to school every day, that's normal, that's what they're used to. So if that seems weird to have campaigners there, it's not because that's what they do and they're on their way. So I would say, think of that. Have campaigners close to school. If you can do it at a house, that's awesome. Um, and so it's like, well, when do we do that? At night, it always sucks because they're so busy, right? And the thing is, is we say private school kids are busy and we kind of laugh at it. I did, I do. Um, but at the same time, they are because they have more opportunities than they would at a public school. Um, my family required me to play four sports a year, so a sport every season, right? And then you have to be on some sort of volunteer committee, and then you have to be this. And then 
The captain of a cheerleading team is weirdly the lead role of the musical? Like, that wouldn't happen at a public school, right? Because they probably wouldn't have been good enough to play in all these sports, but at a private school, they might not make cuts. Everybody's a winner, right? So they really are busy. And we got, like, I found out that mornings actually work really well. Odds are they get up anyways. So don't be afraid of mornings for campaigners. That's what I've always done. I mean, it works really well. We find a parent or have parents who do a sign up genius and have them provide breakfast every week. So kids are kind of, you know, Chick-fil-A mini biscuits or whatever. They know they're going to be there. Um, so it takes away an excuse. And if it's close to school, you just push it right up to school and then they just skirt on along. Um, and it helps. So don't be afraid of mornings. Kids are going to freak. If you're confident, they will have confidence in you and give it time. Commit to it for a semester or a year, and don't be afraid to try. Like, if that just doesn't work, try something else. Um, and on that for campaigners, it's going to be smaller, and that's okay because you want kids who are there with the right heart because, again, we're wanting to transform those hearts from the inside out. So don't be afraid of mornings. Um, okay, so I'm going to read Psalm 95, 1 through 2. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him, songs of praise. Okay, I'm not going to cry. But, y'all, teach your high school friends to sing. If I can tell you to do anything in campaigners, teach them to sing to the Lord. Their whole life is about do's and don'ts and checking the box and filling the box and going here and there. Everything is performance-based. Their relationship with the Lord is not. Do not miss that, y'all. Remove the guilt of them coming. Remove the guilt of them doing the right and wrong. And teach them to sing praises to the Lord. As you prepare your lesson, read over it and think, are my high school friends going to leave encouraged? Or are they going to leave like ashamed and guilty? And sometimes that's, it's okay to be convicted. Don't miss that. We want our friends to grow and change. But you all know that feeling when you hear something and someone just makes you feel like poop because you're not doing it. Don't do that to your friends. They already have enough people tell them they're not doing enough or they're not doing it right. Be their cheerleaders and teach them to sing praises to the Lord. Um, so in that, don't assume they know it all, right? Our high school friends know a lot. They're in a lot of AP classes. If it's a private school Christian kid, they've taken... Old Testament, they've taken New Testament, they've taken the apostles, they've taken world studies, right? They can talk about it. But here's the deal. I have learned that they learn way up here, right? They know the books of the Bible. They know when they were written. They knew who wrote them. But can they tell you what's in it? Can they tell you why it matters? And I'll tell you they don't. Um, even the ones, I think, that really wanted to know the Lord, no one ever taught them how. That is your goal. So teach them. Don't be afraid to assume they don't know. Tell them what is a Pharisee. Tell them why this, you know, pool of water matters. Tell them what is going on. Help the details come alive in them so that it's not just, you know, a fact to know, but it's this, you know, experience that they're living it, that it's just part of their DNA. Be the aroma of Christ as you teach them. Um, I'll never forget the first school I ever led at. In one of my first campaigners, this girl shows up, and I ask him to flip to something in the New Testament. And this girl's like, I don't have it. I don't know where it is. Honey, let me see your Bible. She brought a Jehovah's Witness Bible to campaigners. Legitimately didn't know what a Bible was. And I would have never thought that would be a thing. 
And then another one, I remember leaving at a private Christian school and me asking kids, like, what was Jesus doing in this story? What was happening? Blank stares. Kids who literally told me they knew it all, had nothing else to learn. When I asked them what Jesus was saying in a story, they had no idea. Well, don't assume. We all have to learn and grow. Teach them. Bring it alive. Bring it alive. Um, and with that, be confident. Know your stuff, y'all. If you are asking kids to pray and learn, you better be praying and learning. I'm very serious about that. Know what's going on. Know the details of the story. Um, ask a leader, or ask your team leader, ask a staff person to help you learn. Um, be learning and know the details in case they have questions, because they want to know. And they sniff out fraud, right? Like, private school kids know what's fake, because they're fake. 90% I say that as a private school kid. That was me. I was fake. I was all fake, right? Everything was perfect. Um, and lastly, um, I know, right? Don't judge me. Don't walk out of here. Okay. Um, did I skip the first? Okay, so Matthew 20. I want y'all... Oh, shoot. I forgot to change one. One of my verses is wrong. I'm very sorry. Um, okay, 20, it's 2028. Matthew 2028. Um, let me find it. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Y'all know that. Private school kids, I was groomed, ironically, to be very selfish. What classes make me look the best? What clothes make me look the best? How do I become captain of the team? How do I complete my service hours for me, right? My serving the community wasn't even for me. And I remember one of my old high school friends, she was like, hey, can I do these service hours with you? I need like 10 more to get this cord at graduation. And I was like, oh, okay. Like we are just, it's a, we live in a selfish world. Let's teach our friends to be selfless. Um, and also because I think Allison kind of put it in job, um, sorry. Um, uh, we are called to be perfect in this world. Like, the world tells our friends to be perfect. And if we can teach them to be selfless, we are teaching them to be real. Um, I think they want to be perfect. And if they feel like they have to be these perfect Christians, they, continuous, they continue down this robotic life. I mean, we are doing them a dishindrance. Um, I want to read y'all a couple more. Um, Galatians 2.21. Um, I do not nullify the grace of God, for if justification were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard my friends say, I just need to do better. Their whole life is about doing better, about doing. Do not let them miss that, y'all. It is about what Christ has done for them, not what they do. Um, and my other verse that I love so much, and that was my theme verse, is 2 Corinthians 12, 9. For my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect um, in weakness. My weakness. Christ's power is made perfect in my weakness. Allow our friends to be broken. And y'all, you show your vulnerability so that they can be vulnerable as well. And Camp Harris is a great place for that because it is a smaller group. Um, so teach, if I can just remember anything, teach them to sing and allow them to be vulnerable so that Christ can shine through them. Otherwise, his death is for nothing. I know. Um, I, I just came off of five days 
they do like a winter trip, and we had a whole week, I just came off five days, and 22 guys I got to be a part of with my school. Kind of knowing that this was going to happen, I asked them a few questions in our time together, and one of them was like, hey, what do you guys admire like most, like what makes somebody really cool, you know, a guy really cool at our school? And the answer was, uh, just being chill. <laughs> and I was like, what does that mean? Like, like explain that to me. That makes somebody cool just to be chill. And essentially, as they explained it to me, it was like, oh, they have to act like they don't care about anything. And I was like, man, how sad is that? You know? And but it's true. It's, they were 100% right about at least the guys at our school. And so thinking about that coming into this and getting ready to talk about club. Um, it helped me understand why club is sometimes hard, you know. Sometimes you want to, anybody want to ever throw in the towel on club at their school? Speak, speak you know, one more right now. Um, it's, it's hard, and, uh, you know, so I hate, like I, like I said, my kids go to the private school that I lead at, and like the thought of my son getting into high school and being like, oh, I aspire to, want to care about nothing. And that he would come to Young Life Club one day and not want to join us. Like, we got to push back on that. And so club, as hard as it may be, I think it's an opportunity for us to kind of push back on that and to draw them in, to be kids again, to have fun. Club can still work. We just have to work harder at it. And we, we are opposed. Like, Satan is doing battle for their hearts and minds. He wants them to believe that being chill and not caring about anything is what they should aspire to. And uh, we get to push back on that. And I think club is a, is a venue where we can do that. And so if you're here today and you're discouraged about club, I just want to encourage you to fight the good fight um, on behalf of club. And there's an article, that's a, there's a link to it, I think, at the bottom of your notes. And we can email it out. Um, by a guy named John Evans about why we should still do club. And I read it pretty often, just to be reminded. But I want to give you guys a few kind of do's and don'ts that have that may help you that have been helpful for us in our club. Um, and y'all heard this already about communicating with parents, but I really don't think that can be overstated enough. And I would encourage you, we sent out an email, I can see who opened it, how many opened it. It's never above 50%. But um, I have phone numbers for almost all of the high school guys that I hang out with. And I know that our girl leaders do too. And here's a little trick of the trade. If you have a parent that you're close with, almost all these private schools have a directory. Uh, it used to be a printout. I remember getting a printout for the first one, but now it's like an online one. If you have a parent that you know well, and just say, hey, would you give me your login information for the directory? Because <laughs> I'm a parent, so I have it. And I just pull up numbers. And a lot of times I'll meet a high school kid at school, I'll say, hey, we have some stuff coming up, can I reach out to your mom about it? And they're like, yeah. And then I'll text their mom and just say, you know, hey, I'm Brandon and Joseph at school, I do Young Life there, he's interested in coming to club, can I add you to our email list or let you know what we have going on? Like, they're usually appreciative of it. Um, but I, I send out a text message to the moms, especially the younger kids. I kind of stopped doing it around junior, senior year, but. Freshmen and sophomores, I send out a, a, a text message every week to the moms about it. Um, especially because of this next thing, which is be flexible on the day and time that you do club. Like, we switch our club up on the day and time 
because of sports schedules. Um, and that's another thing that we we're, we know the athletic director and his staff pretty well, and like we have the spreadsheet. It even shows where the buses are going. We have the spreadsheet that talks about their week, and like we're very active in knowing what's going on at the school, and we'll shift club. Uh, for different days on weeks when we have to. Um, do you do it every week or every other week? We do our club every week. I know some folks do it every other week. Um, this year we've been fortunate. We haven't had to, to punt because the number being low. Um, but we do have a plan for when numbers are low. Uh, our number, our cutoff for our club is 12. Um, we've run club with a 12 before and, and it's been okay. Uh, your number might be different for you guys. But we've, we've kind of set a number that we're gonna, if 12 kids or less show up, um, we're, gonna, we're gonna audible. And our, our go-to audible number one is Chick-fil-A. And we're like, hey, we're gonna go to Chick-fil-A. And here's a very, very important uh, little nugget for that. Every parent needs to know that you're moving the location and the specific Chick-fil-A that you're going to. Um, if they show up, pick up their kid at club and everybody's gone, you're in trouble. So, um, you know, if we audible, we make sure that every parent knows. And also, not every parent is okay with their child riding with the upperclassmen. And so, um, I also know from parents who's okay with that and who's not. And so, we've had a few instances where their kids are getting a ride home from the club with, a, with an upperclassman, which keeps us from having to drive them home eventually. But I'm, I'm messaging their mom. I'm not asking the kid to message their mom and ask if it's okay. I'm messaging their mom and say, is it okay if, you know, Rowan rides home to Jackson? She says yes, then we're good. Um, but that's kind of our cutoff. That's a good question for how can we do club or if we're going to all do a club. Um, spring semester's hard with sports stuff picking up. Um, a few others. Messy games. They can be hit or miss with our <laughs> We only do messy games if we know the kid that we're putting up front is like in for it, you know, because again, they want to be chill. They want to be messy. Messy's not chill. Um, so we do them, but we do them with, you know, some intentionality about who's up there. Um, music can be hard. Uh, I think it needs to be done well, uh, or potentially not at all. Like if, if it's going to be bad, then it can, you know, again, private school kids, they're, they're a little less um, forgiving with that kind of thing. Uh, I remember a while ago, I was at a club and wasn't going so well, and one of the senior guys leans over and he goes, this is my first time at a club, I would never come back. And I was like, died a little inside. But you might have been right, you know. Um, so I would, I would just encourage you to try to do music well. Do you mean music uh, like playing throughout the club? Or I mean like singing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean like singing. But your playlist seems to be good too throughout. <laughs> 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 Alright. Creating a hangout experience beforehand is been helpful for us. So like they want to be chill, you know. Like we, we gotta meet them where they're at a little bit in that respect. For us in the winter months, we bring a little portable bonfire pit and we put it out front. And uh, they love to hang out by the bonfire pit. And we do some s'mores and that kind of thing, and then run them in the club. I'm gonna go quick. Geography is tough, so we work really hard at arranging rides. 
and we do our clubs near the school so that they can come right after practice. We've got a church that lets us do it there. Um, and we do it earlier because uh, these kids have a lot of homework that they work on at school's parents are a little more protective. We found doing it at seven, getting them done by eight, they can get home. Seven's also in a window where they can get dinner right after sports practice on the club. I think parents appreciate that. We also finish on time for parents' sake. All right, I'm gonna move on to camp. I've got two. Stay with me. All right, I signed more boys up for camp via their moms than I do by boys. Boys don't know what they're doing in the summer. They don't care. That mom handles all that. They pack their bags and everything. So I literally, I asked a boy, I'm like, hey, you want to do something? Like, yeah, okay. can I talk to you mom about it? Sure. I get straight to mom. And I'm and like, uh, having the details early, having them, well, um, you know, all of the details and questions that they might ask out to them early is really important. Uh, another big thing is who's going. That's true for public schools too. But I think especially for private school kids, who's going. So I actually will, you know, once we get a few key kids signed up and that kind of thing, I'll I'll either bring a list with me of who's going or I'll know off the top of my head who's going. Um, I've even brought a list of some of the public school kids that are going that is related to the, you know, as close to the private school that we're at. And I go, where are all these people going? We need to go to this. Look at these girls that are going. But um, I know, you know, I know off the top of my head, sometimes I'll even be like, hey, so and so said that he's going. He might not be on the list yet, but, you know, he's probably going. Um, so that's really important to these kids. Um, we communicate with the area director, not the area director, athletic director at their school about uh, summer dates and make sure that they know. And the coaches, when they know in advance when our stuff is, even just the fact that we emailed them about it. Uh, I emailed all of them uh, and I got a response from every single one of them about our summer trip this summer. It was really cool. Um, and then uh, keep fighting to the last minute. Um, we do aim for the 4th of July week. I know that's hard with family vacations, but we found it's easier to go up against family stuff than sports stuff. And then don't underestimate the need for some scholarships. Kids sometimes hate asking their parents for additional money. Private school is really expensive. We raise money as a team and help kids raise money every summer for summer camp. Marina's first. I'm finished. Okay. Uh, this is first for you guys. This is from the message version. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. It says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest, to walk with me, work with me, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. We need to invite kids to camp. That's what we're inviting them to. So, pray? All right, I'm going to pray, and we'll finish up. Father, thank you for uh, Lord, this opportunity to be reminded of how important it is that we, the work we do at private schools. Will you just uh, give us resolve and, uh, Lord, meet us in that and give us some success and give us some kids that will lead us with us. Well, thanks for listening to this seminar on navigating private school ministry. Again, I'll have some of the notes they talked about in the show notes. Until next time.